Melissa, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. It is my absolute pleasure. So far, so good today? Uh, well, you know, we're putting a record out. It's always stressful, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, not too bad. <laughs> uh I'm, I'm less busy because we've got all the videos are out now so there's, there's fewer things to do um but yeah I'm not so i busy. always i always think as well yeah that must be one of the unexpected things that uh if you don't know the ins and work ins and outs of say the music industry the build towards an album release can look one or two things absolutely absurdly busier than the recording writing process and that period or it can look like you should be chilling out and just relaxed and just waiting for the date to come along yes uh some bands might sit around and not do much i don't know but i make all the videos so uh i take on too much every time we put a record out so yeah there's no and also you you, you know you're supposed to have them ready pr you know pretty much when your campaign starts and uh, i didn't i was on holiday for a while and then i was doing other things uh so i had to had to make them quite quickly um but it got done uh and it was a it was uh yeah it was a bit sort of you know quite um yeah i hit the deadline but it was i probably should have had them done earlier on in the year and i would have been able to chill out a bit more no one would notice that that there was anything like in regards to that everything's perceived <laughs> from an outside perspective gone very smoothly and of course the 15th of july it's right around the corner the release of artificial devices yes feels really close now so where's your head at regarding the release right now considering all the work you've done and you've managed to put to the side are you feeling a relaxed focused and excited to send your baby out into the world. A bit, yeah. So we're doing a live stream on on Thursday night, um, me and Andre, and we're gonna do, we're gonna go through the album. We're gonna do a track by track for anyone, and they can listen to get some insight about the songs that have already come out, and then also stuff that they ha they haven't heard yet and won't hear until next you know next week. And um, so yeah, we're gonna do that, and I think that will be a chance for us to kind of have a catch up with each each other and sort of go right. It's around the corner. Let's just enjoy this. Let's talk about it. And you know, a lot of the, as I said, the video's gone out, so we can. I think, I think it's. I'm starting to enjoy it now. Like speaking to you now, it's. I can start talking about it now rather than, uh, you know, creating this content and worried about oh, what sites are gonna review it or feature us and all of that sort of bullshit's kind of been done now. So yeah. Does that worry you? Does that take up a lot of course. in your mind? Yeah, it's really yeah. So I stuff of bad anxiety anyway, uh, and I'm on medication for it. But um, it's when you're doing stuff, a lot of it is ourselves doing this. We're mm. an independent band, um, and when you've got you know large publications that say they've used up their allocation, for instance, and they're not going to review it, you're like, oh right, okay, so you know that 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 sucks, you know, because yeah. especially on this record we were doing something i mean our last album the debut was a bit more there's a lot more sort of post-metal stuff going on and it was quite niche i, I kind of felt like with this stuff there was there's a lot more accessible stuff on there and there's a more of a modern sound and I, I felt like that would cross over a bit more with more of the um uh sort of popular magazines uh and some have taken on it but others haven't and yeah it, it is stressful and i've I think some bands might not give a shit about that, but I give a shit about it. Don't you want people, as many people to listen to it as possible? And I think if there's uh, reviews out there by large publications, then it gets your name out there as well. And that, and that helps helps grow, grow the fan base. 
No, I completely understand that. Um, you know, we're not part of the mainstream uh, high press metal side of things. So we do understand as well the importance of that aspect of things. But then obviously, you know, that whole allocation thing is something that we, I generally can't quite get my head around aside from magazine and print and stuff like that. How much value do you then do you put into sort of the, the, the smaller websites, the smaller webzines and stuff like that, that have a bit more room and freedom to potentially share, share, share a review? I mean, they're the, they're the best ones that support us, to be fair. Like, they're the ones that have always been around. They're the ones that uh, put our stuff out first. Um, so, yeah, massive respect to those guys. And, um, yeah, they're, you know, every, it's weird because, obviously, we had a four-year gap between the debut and this one. We probably should have, you know, obviously, there was a global pandemic happening, but the, we should have been a bit quicker, I think. Um, and it's interesting how, you know, some sites that were running the album four years ago aren't around anymore mm. uh, which is a real shame and then there's you know now we've started to, to sort of going back into it it's like oh you see new ones popping up uh and I, I assume that will keep on happening but um those are the ones that you know everyone does it out of love right they're they're they're, they're doing it in their spare time and that's kind of what we're doing with the band we're doing it for love we're doing it in our spare time we've both got careers and, and full-time jobs and we do this for love so um yeah it's a bit of like you know, we give you content and you create content and it's a bit of back and forth and we help each other out, right? That's the idea, right? It is It is a symbol of that. And uh, you guys are doing out of love. The webzines, smaller ones doing out of love. It's a clear connection. Um, it doesn't feel like it sometimes. <laughs> it is. The intention is there. <laughs> not as in uh, us doing it for love, not for the, the, yeah. No, no, of course, of course, of course. And um, you mentioned it though, you brought it up there. How much of an effect has the past few years, the pandemic period, the COVID times as it were, had on you guys both as individuals and collectively? I, I was thinking about this just yesterday, actually, because I know this is going to come up with a few interviews. Mm. I feel like, I feel like the, the lockdown definitely helped us start doing the record because yeah. when i when we put out that first record i put so much into that stuff like the, the songwriting the videos the, the pr campaign everything around it I, I i considered the whole thing a huge art project essentially so i was treating the press campaign like it was an extension of the album rather than just doing normal interviews i was creating stories and and sort of trying to link it to the videos we're doing and all this kind of stuff whether that works or not or pissed off people i'm you know, not sure but uh, i was trying to do it all as high concept stuff and it basically just took its toll really and it was very stressful <laughs> as soon as the album came out and you know your pr campaign finishes and essentially you know it's like the circus leaves town and you're kind of you're just like in the wilderness on your own and, and that took its toll for sure um, and that really sort of stressed me out and I had to take a bit of a break from it. And I said to, to Andre, the guitarist, I said, you know, if, we, if we're going to do another thing again, um, you need to be the person to be like, OK, right, I've done it. I've, you, need to, you need to be the first, some person that does that first track and sends it over to me because it's not going to be me. I need, I need to just go away and, and take some time out. Mm. Um, and then soon as he and it got to um, uh just before sort of pre-pandemic uh he sent me a track and i was like okay cool but i just started a new job and i was like okay yeah i'll get i'll get to this and i did it and then we kind of had a went a bit quiet again and it was really until the second lockdown that he said right i'm back on it here's a track and i was like yeah okay i'm 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 in there and then um i quickly did sort of my four tracks we did we did four each we do everything 50 50 so then i quickly did my four and it just all just came out and then um went from there so i think the second lockdown was you know, the first lockdown was just watching loads of movies and being a very happy introvert, um, 
sort of stuck indoors, uh, minding my business, drinking and watching, catching up on TV shows. But the second lockdown was like, okay, we need to be, be productive now. And this is an opportunity to, to do something, as I imagine a lot of bands did. Um, but more mentally, I think it gave me a lot of, it gave me a lot of time to catch up with myself. Um, I managed to do a lot of like, uh self-reflection i did a lot of even like like chores and mini projects i was meaning to do so i really caught up with stuff caught up with finances as well um because the record cost a lot of money to mm. to do and we put the vinyl and the cds and the t-shirt out all ourselves so i had some things to pay off so it was, it was really uh, just getting on top of everything and then that opened the door to to create a new thing and then be able to do it more sustainably this time um mental health wise was, wasn't too bad i mean we had lots of stuff going on with uh, we, we lost a family member and things like that so that was all pretty shitty especially the second lockdown a lot of yeah. bad stuff happened but um you know that didn't it didn't get a, get in the way of the music luckily uh and i got into vr around the same time as well and that was a good way of me to kind of escape a lot of stuff um because it wasn't really a way of having an outlet when you're sort of stuck at home because your home becomes your life so then i decided to sort of go to another world in vr and that kind of got me through a lot of a lot of shit so that was a really long answer no it was incredible it's incredible um and always like it's great to hear both positives and negatives of that period because ultimately there are so many negative mm. stories from it that anything positive that can be gained from it is always worth hearing but do you think and I guess this might be impossible to know. Do you think the album would be what it is now had that period of time happened? That's a good question. I don't think the sound would be any different because I do. I think I think we've locked into a sound pretty much from the EP. Hmm. Um, so I don't think the sound. I I did create some. I think I probably. Oh, that's good. That's a good one. Um, I think the themes would probably be different. Hmm. For instance, I went, I turned vegan during during lockdown. Uh, pretty much, just, I mean, I was vegetarian pre-pandemic, but that first lockdown made me think about sort of our, the way our relationship with animals. And there's a track on the album called Ruminants, uh, which is about that. So I probably wouldn't have gone vegan and it probably wouldn't have dictated some of the, the lyrics, hmm. in, in, especially in song titles and things like that. So yeah, probably would be different. It, it is one of those sort of questions I know when it's asked, it's almost impossible to imagine because ultimately the situation did occur and it's been so many years now, it's almost impossible to imagine uh, what it would have been like if it hadn't. Yeah, no, it's, it's a good one. I, I have to think about this afterwards. Um, I, I definitely feel like the, the first album dictated the length and things like that because we had... Um, when that first record came came out, we we were talking to labels and they were like, oh, you know, uh, if we're going to put this out, we have to cut tracks out of it because we don't want to pay for a double vinyl and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh, I kind of don't want to do that. So we'll, <laughs> we'll just do it ourselves. Um, so this time was definitely like, okay, I think let's go for eight tracks and go for like something that will fit on a single vinyl mm. in case we do, you know, just to trim off some fat. And I think we, you know, some people did feel a bit like the first album was a bit self-indulgent and they're probably right because it was our first album. We really went for it and yeah. we probably thought we were giving value. But, um, you know, sometimes things can be a bit shorter and we kind of learned that we probably could tighten up a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. So we thought, let's do eight tracks and see how how long it comes to and then go from there. And, and fortunately, it just it, it was bang on. And so, yeah. 
Well, that's experience more than anything else, isn't it? That's something. I guess so. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think the first one was just like, we're going to do what we want. It's going to be as long as we want. And it's like, you know, an hour plus. And, you know, some people probably dig that, but um, uh, some people like a bit of, you know, brevity. So, yeah, this one's definitely a lot shorter, more punchy, more accessible, I think, and um, hopefully, you know, more enjoyable. I mean, without meaning to insult anyone, of course, but there are modern times, attention spans are a lot shorter. So there is always going to be that aspect too. Unfortunately, yeah. Although I, I do feel like, um, again, probably the good thing about, you know, lockdown is that all of these podcasts that are, you know, sprouting up, you know, long form podcasts, you, you know, you've got, you know, one of the most popular podcasts is usually like three hours long. And the yeah. fact that that in a, in a time where, you know, everyone is uh, restricted to, you know, tweets and, uh, you know, an image. I think it's great that that is still pop that that's happening alongside the really short attention span stuff. You are absolutely right. Uh, yeah, I listen to many different variations of things about music albums, podcasts, and all that, and I've watched them get longer and longer and extend, and uh, still mm. find them quite interesting. What I'd like to ask you then, and sticking with the COVID kind of period, mm. what if anything helped you guys as a pairing, as a duo, get through this period? um that helped you get through it and do you feel that the version of the band that stands before us in 2022 is stronger for the experience of what's occurred i think so i think that it gave us time to mm. decide what we were or what we are sorry it because we had a lot of expectation on ourselves when we first started and when we first started we were doing it as the, the typical right we're going to be in a band there's going to be you know five of us we're going to we're going to play loads of shows we get onto tours we get signed and then we're uh just keep putting out an album every three years right yeah and it's it's it, that has changed and the, after that first album experience made us realize that we probably don't want to you know we have our careers we have our our houses and our uh, our wives and, and our cats and things and <laughs> um you know it I don't think we can actually be a proper touring band. Um, so I think it gave us a time to be like, okay, maybe this is something that we do like a hobby. Like if you're into skiing, you uh, you have all the gear and you pay to go on skiing holidays every year. And that's kind of similar to what we're doing. We're, 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 we've got the gear and we go into, the, we, we use our money to go into a studio. And, but luckily we can make up a lot of those costs by selling the record. Um, but it, it gave us a lot of, yeah, what we are. And what we are is we're not five dudes um, who, you know, people sort of come and go because we both write the music. So we we, we decided we, we are a duo and we do everything 50-50. And when we play live, we will bring our friends in and they can learn the songs and, and they can come and hang out with us and play some shows. And if not, it's just us two. And it's just two people that can deal with each other and there's less drama and there's... You know, we're both very in sync. We're very similar. And I think that's going to be a sustainable way of, of, of keeping on doing this rather than us getting burnt out and, and quitting out of, you know, frustration. It's what people strive for, right? An acceptance of exactly what you're capable and able to do and enjoy and enjoying that aspect. That was another thing as well. You just hit me on the head, which was we weren't enjoying it when we put that first album out. And um, it was like, OK, if I'm going to do this again, it has to be for fun. It has to be, uh, have to be enjoying it. We have to not be stress stressing about getting on a certain tour with a certain band or whatever. Mm. 
us stressing about how many Spotify streams we've got. So we're just going to do the music and put it out. People like it, it's fine. But we're having fun doing it. <laughs> that's all that, that often that's all that matters. And the thing is, you've released singles from it and the reaction mm. seems to have been universally positive. Has that kind mm. of helped ease your mind about the release of the album? The fact that people are loving what they're hearing so far? I think so, yeah. I mean, we me and Andre don't really have any arguments, man, rarely, but uh, we did. Um, he wanted to put that first track out, uh, Total Impasse, and I didn't. I wanted to put the one that we put out second, I wanted to put out first. And that was, I really like, because it's a straight up metal track. It's kind of us letting our hair down. Mm. And I, it, to me, it's too, it was too like, oh, this is too straight up. I think if people have been waiting four years, they probably want to hear a big, like expansive, you know, epic track and not just like a sort of metal track. So I've, I felt like people would worry about the direction we were going in and maybe the rest of the album would be sort of more metal. Um, but yeah, I was amazed that we didn't get any negative comments from that first track. And that really, that, that was worrying me. Um, and then from then, yeah, it's been great. Um, really happy people response so far. Absolutely. And what's quite interesting as well is how each track's been resonating with different people. And because considering the themes and ideas behind artificial devices, there are uh, an array. But one that I kind of wanted to touch on specifically is the sort of marrying of tech and media and modern day mm. elements like that. How do you guys, as a duo, marry the undeniable fact that they're all such an important part of being an individual and a band in modern times with, you know, the negative side of things? How do we manage it? Not very well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's the constant struggle, to be fair. I'm, I've, I, 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 I did bands when I was, uh, well, I was in a band when I was at 18 with like school friends and, and yeah. I went away for it for quite a while so I was doing that around 2003 4 5 6 and I'm I missed that early noughties period um I feel like I'm doing this at the wrong wrong period of time um because you know I'm I'm pushing to you know I'm almost 40 in a couple of years so I've we started doing this as like a bit of an early midlife midlife crisis I mean um and uh, I wished I was doing this in that period um because I don't like, I, I feel like a lot of stuff that's happening at the moment, I don't really agree with it. I don't think it's, every, there's all these trends for doing certain things and mm. everyone thinks it's the right thing to do because it's the popular thing to do, uh, but it changes so quickly. And I know it changes so quickly. So I'm always reluctant to, to, to really, um, you know, I've played a game, but we all have to, but I know that it's just going to change and it's not a, it's not a certain way of it's not like it's not very clear it's like um there will be another platform you know that will come up uh that will replace you know something else and it will the rules will change again and I just don't like this idea of like oh we're, we're doing this we're going to keep doing this until it changes I'd rather just do something that I feel like kind of works in the past. So for instance, I'll give you an example. So like a film teaser, like, you know, like a, a teaser trailer for a film, you know, that stuff's been going on for decades. And yeah. I think that works. I think that should work with a band's album and stuff like that. But when someone says, oh, you have to be on uh, Instagram every day, sort of holding the camera and saying, hey guys, da, 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 da. you know, that's when everyone starts doing that, then you would think that the audience would feel like it's a bit of bullshit and then they're doing it for the sake of it. And like, does that just become less genuine? And I'm, I'm always having this battle in my head of, you know, 
are you keeping people up to date or are you or do they do, do they know what you're up to and that's probably the cynic in me but do you know what i mean it's like i i feel uncomfortable doing it i, I like doing stuff like this because we're having a proper chat but mm. i feel uncomfortable doing the thing on the phone and say hey come and do this and blah blah blah, blah. it just seems like a bit cheesy especially when you're in a band that makes quite intense music it's you know it just doesn't sit right with me but I don't think you're wrong. And I don't, I think it's almost impossible to not be cynical about modern use of social media, you know, where whichever platform it might be, be. And I think if we were to think of one that's kind of becoming the whole bands get on, it's probably something like TikTok is a good example of the jump on that train and uh, see how that goes. But it's the balance more than anything else that often I'm more interested in, e.g. the personal use and the professional use. Mm. And whether it's seen as a necessary evil or it's something that can actually be enjoyed when it comes to the creation and process of music. Yeah, I mean, if we stop doing the band tomorrow, I will delete all of my social media uh, apps. That's for sure. But <laughs> I'll try and be positive. Uh, there are there are fun ways of doing it. And um, for instance, like we're doing this live stream on YouTube on Thursday yeah. night. Uh, you know, I've got all this gear here. Uh, I haven't really been utilizing it. Uh, I've, we've been so busy with other things, um, but now I've got the time to do it. I'm, yeah, I'm going to start being more active mm. on, you know, Instagram and, and we're going to do it in our way. You know, I don't want to do it in, uh, I, I don't want to do it in the cheesy way that we keep being told to do. I'm just going to see if it works doing it in a way that I feel comfortable. Um, and it will be like this and I'll get and uh, Andre on the call with me and we'll do stuff like that. So there's definitely a way of doing it. I think TikTok, TikTok's a weird one because I don't, I don't know if you've seen many, I don't think there's many metal bands on there to be fair. Um, I think the, the problem with all of these platforms is that they are popularized by the public yeah. uh, and the public usually don't like the sorts of things that we like. So um, if, if you know, everyone's saying go and use TikTok because it's like an untapped resource for metal bands, that's probably for a reason because most of the people on there are, you know, dancing around and posting videos of, you know, junkies in the streets and whatever they do. Um, and the, it's like, well, maybe people don't want to use it for bands. To, you know, I haven't seen it being done with bands yet. I think to Instagram people worked it out. I think it's like, Okay, so there's loads of people showing showing photos of their food and you know, um, you know, people in bikinis on the beach, right, or swimming pools. And it's mm. like, okay, so we're in a metal pad, okay, and it just became guitar memes um, and vegan food. And it's like, fine, okay, so we we're going to use it for guitar memes and music memes and, and videos of you know taking the piss out of Lars Ulrich or whatever. Um, and that hasn't that happened. That hasn't happened with TikTok yet, has it? I don't feel. Um, Maybe that's my algorithm's not working properly and I need to retrain it to do something more messily. But um, yeah, I think once we figure out how to use TikTok for sort of music, like you know, our sort of music, then then yeah, yeah, we've, I'll, I'll be more active on it. Uh, for as long as you possibly can, as you said, before the algorithm gets shifted and you have to relearn everything, such as the joy. Yeah, and there's also the pain, like paying, you know, the, the fact that you put stuff out on Facebook and all of your... Uh, your followers like not all of your followers are even seeing the stuff that you're posting uh, unless you boost it that is so depressing um you know at least with instagram that's is better tiktok that hasn't got that yet but again that would change and that's really that's really sad that someone's choosing to follow you and they're not going to see everything you post in the order that you post it uh, i mean yeah it's not good 
No, it can be an incredibly frustrating process, but keep keep it simple. The new album, 15th of July, you ain't going to do anything too complex to hear this once it is released. How close to your original vision is the end result of Artificial Devices? It's pretty close. Um, I think the first EP we did was the first thing we were doing together. And, you know, I listened to that now. I'm still really proud of it, but I listened to that and I'm like, oh, you know, that bass sound, not into it. And then, and then that second, the first album was close um, again, but there were, I felt like things were missing. So each time we've tried getting as close to what's in my head, mm-hmm. uh, this is pretty close. Um, I think this is a mix of the first two in terms of like some modern and sort of like the, the post stuff. It's pretty close. I've, I could, there's a couple of tracks that I could still be mixing right now, I reckon, that right. I don't think I've ever quite finished um but it's weird because if the weird thing about recording some people listening to this aren't in bands it's a weird one because when you're recording you're hearing everything raw you're not hearing it finished as you're recording and i think when you we've got so many layers like we have so many different things affect different things so we've got a weird thing with our sound that the bass doesn't actually come from the bass the bass comes from the the, the low synths you get the clang and the uh, impression from the bass, but you get the warmth in the bass from the, the keyboards. And we have those two things going at the same time. And that's really hard to um, figure out um, in terms of like when you're playing or how it's, uh, how the levels are when you're recording because everything's unmixed. Um, and it's only when you hear it mixed, you could decide to change the keyboard settings or the bass settings. And then all of a sudden you're in a mix and you're dealing with someone over email and that becomes really difficult to uh, be specific so pretty we're pretty close but i think if we do another one i would want to do it in a different process i, I think what we should do because our sounds quite complicated and there's so many layers i'd probably record one track mix it and then go back and, and do the rest which is a bit unconventional but um i feel like i would have more control more control over the the output um yeah well, ultimately, any experimentation that might make it better for you or more enjoyable or end up with a better um, end result is worth doing. But who who out of the two of you is the kind of person then effectively that says, stop playing with this, we're done? I think we're both pretty good. I think we're both pretty good. Um, uh, I think Andy, uh, he's, uh, he's less... Uh... Yeah, I think I'm, I'm fussy with mixes, I think. I think mm-hmm. he, he, he's... He's better at, we're both pretty good at like, yeah, we're done with the writing, but I'm fussier with mixes. Okay. Because I think because of the, there's so many keyboard layers I have and I spend so much time when I'm demoing, listening to them in a certain way that I, I know exactly how I want it. And it's, it's not always about, oh, can you put this up a little bit and this down a little bit? It, I really should be there in the room, I think next time, just because uh, I could get, I could do a whole, um, I could do all of the amends in a day if I sit there with the with the with the engineer mm. um, rather than doing stuff over email, which I yeah, which which is again something you learn from doing it. Of course, uh, you'll never stop learning uh, as a musician. Ultimately, you never stop learning. There's always more experience to be gained. And um, with that in mind, though, this process, this part and parcel uh, of the the game, the build up to a release, the uh, the press, and all of that, does that refresh <laughs> the music for you? Because obviously, when you're mixing and you're doing all that work constantly, hearing the same things over and over again, the people w- I don't think people would be too surprised if you were kind of like, "I'm sick to death of these tracks." Do you find it refreshes when you get a bit closer and? 
people are giving you feedback. It is refreshing. I mean, because because I do all the videos, you know, mm. not only do I listen to a million times when I'm writing and demoing and and recording and mixing, then I'm editing. You know, that de-emulate video took quite a while to to, to edit. So obviously, I'm I listen to it even more. Uh, and then you're doing all of the social media content, and you're doing little clips. So then you're mm. listening to that same bit. And then you, when you're on the app, you're you know you're checking you know comments and things, and you're hearing it again. Um, so. I, it's good that I'm not getting tired of the tracks, but yeah, I think what you want when those tracks start coming out and you start seeing reviews is, you know, from when you finish a record, you want to know what people think about it. Mm. Um, and you want some dialogue from people. And what's really frustrating, you know, in this time, which I'll keep moaning about, is, is that, you know, you, you do all this work and you put it out and it turns into you know a fist bump or a fire emoji or a number of likes and that is frustrating i know people you know it, it's a nice it's nice and people mean well and everything but you, what you really want is someone to like comment and it, i know it's harder these days for people to to comment but i think comments are where you really feel like you've made an impact on, on someone you know um and that's why i like reading reviews even bad reviews because if someone puts a bad review out and I think they've got a point on a couple of things, I'll be like, yeah, it's, it's like, just bring it, you know, bring it on. Tell us what you think, because we've, we've started a dialogue with, with the music and, you know, we want to have a conversation with people you know, through it. So the more we get back, uh, the better, you know. I completely understand that, you know, one of think one of my most fun aspects that I like to sort of see, whether it be comments or reviews and some of that is how something makes you feel. Um, that's it how it makes you feel no you're absolutely right that's what you want i mean you know it's like yeah cool you know fist bump that's great i'm glad you liked it but you know i'd i'd love i'd just i want more you know and if you didn't like it like why not you know if you're gonna like do a down vote on youtube like why like bring it <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely I want to hear, yeah the video side of things then, do you find that as quite a strong creative outlet for you because what you've been doing has been notably very creative Thank you. Um, yeah, well, I, that's my day job. So um, uh, I work in sort of advertising and uh, I have done for like 10 years. So that's a chance for me to do stuff that is less, you know, dry and, and more creative. Um, that's pretty much how the band started was, you know, I was in a job at the time and um, I felt like I wasn't being creative enough. So I started doing, doing the band and then obviously being able to do the music videos as well is, is a good way of doing the in-between. And and, you know, it was a weird one because that first album, I thought, oh, well, I do this during, you know, this is, this is my day job. So I should use my skills to do like really expensive looking videos um, for you know, cheaper than we would have a production company charge. Mm -hmm. um, but, but this time around, but then I realized it's just no point spending loads of money on a music video. You're going to get the same amount of views as you know, if you do it for 200 pounds so now i'm thinking you know with this with this album it was like i'll use my skills to do something that looks cool that does cost no money at all yeah uh, and uh, again thinking about a sustainable way of keeping the band going and um yeah i, I love it yeah um we, we shot that in a studio um remember the big breakfast on channel four in the 90s yeah. Yeah. right next to the house the, the the original big breakfast house yeah so we in hackney so yeah we shot that in there and i think that was i ch i chose that studio for for that reason as well because a lot of lot we're talking going back to lockdown again it, it may uh, it, to get through it i didn't answer this properly earlier on but i i'm thinking about it now you know i'm in this room surrounded by loads of things that i love from when i was a kid and it's, it's like a 90s room and 
going back to to the stuff that I loved from when I was a kid sort of definitely helped me with the album as well. I was like video, playing loads of video games and mm. video game music inspired me for the album. There's lots of sounds like that on there. And um, so even with like hiring the studio for the music video, linking me back to sort of my childhood and and, and so that creates a new memory, you know, that, that, that came into the process as well. Right, you've just said something there that my ears perked up on and I want yeah. to kind of ask a question about that. You just said video game soundtracks have had some inspiration or meant much inspiration mm -hmm. for this. And that's a fascinating subject for me. I often think video game soundtracks are underrated and often not given the uh, props they deserve. So tell us a little bit about that. Um, is there um, a specific style that you like? Is it based off a specific game? And is that a consistent thing throughout your entire life? I think the first video game music that I, I remember being really fond of was uh, the Batman film, the Tim Burton original on the Amiga, oh, um, wow. which is awesome. It's Yeah, it's really cool. I, I'd actually love to do some kind of, I imagine Kanye West being able to like sample that track and doing a, a cool track out of it. Mm. Um, but yeah, that, that was like quite an early one that I remember just being really cool. Um, I'm a big fan of the GoldenEye 64 soundtrack. Okay. I think that was, I had a, you know, I still play, I've got an old CRT TV over here in the corner. <laughs> I still play N64 on. Um, there, 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 there was those like games in like the mid nineties, things like Time Crisis, we had um, a lot of themes that were starting to sound like film, film theme tunes. So that one was very similar to what was it, Mark Mancia, sort of bad boys. Um, mm uh bad boy soundtrack was speed theme tune um so things like that really um yeah there was lots of tinkering around with like sounds from games that are hidden in the album somewhere yeah that's fascinating it's gonna be something that people dig out and understand particularly if you are a fan and you recognize certain elements because ultimately video game soundtracks you just said yourself have developed so much from the chip tunes that you were getting in the 80s and the 90s to these massive film-like scores orchestral giants that we get these days yeah the robocop 3 on the game boy that that chip tune chat yeah, that was a great chip tune track um yeah there's um yes yeah oh, they're all the way over there but i've got a pile of video game soundtracks on vinyls all the way over there that's so i it's like one of my favorite things is that uh, that side of things as well do you listen to burial it's like a it's like a DJ, well not no. DJ, but, you know, like a, a like a producer. It's kind of he does a lot of sort of uh, urban sort of almost garagey sort of stuff, but he sa he samples loads of video game soundtracks, especially from the nineties. Oh, I'll have to uh, check so it out then. Yeah, well. it's yeah. very it's it's very cool. And the way he the way he makes his music as well, all of his drum loops are done within something like Audacity or something. So basically he he basically just edits the waveform. Uh, so he's not using, uh, you know, bars. He, he's not using grids. He's basically just like, he's like, like a painter. So he's like cutting it. If he cuts something, he can't undo it. He just keeps going. So it's always a little bit out of out of um, oh, wow. out of time. Yeah, and he 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 will like take uh, the Metal Gear Solid tune, and it will be in the background, and he'll put loads of other stuff, and he'll like take a Michael Jackson uh, <laughs> like a line, and he'll like pitch it up and make it sound completely different. And yeah, it's very very interesting. So I was definitely I was listening to some of his stuff over through lockdown, and that kind of gave me some ideas to to throw in some sort of stuff from video games, uh, mess around and and, and uh, mess stuff up, so it's like unrecognizable, um, and sort of things from films as well that you know I kind of miss that kind of stuff in the nineties, like Ministry when they would have like stuff in 
stuff from films in 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 tracks and um, messing around with effects and creating new effects from it um so quite into that and that, again that reminded me of the 90s um mm. you know kind of helped me sort of do more stuff it's fascinating to hear and uh the amount of creativity you have in your brain really really is astonishing which then i guess begs the question albums july 15th what does the rest of 2022 potentially look like for the ever living now i realize there's going to be stuff you can't of course talk about but do you have a lot in the work basically we are going to try and yeah so i'm going to spend the winter hopefully mm-hmm. uh doing an ep uh well write writing an ep um i've got an idea for something and i want to I want to keep this going because we obviously we were away for four years and i don't want people to wait another four years so ideally uh work on something during the the cold winter and then um have something out by the end of next year um we want to obviously most of the festivals have already come and gone uh this year and there's obviously a huge backlog from from all the cancelled ones as well so ideally we would be doing some festivals next year i'd really love to do that um we're probably doing end of year show in london uh like we normally do when we put something out but um yeah no firm plans i I, we were gonna kind of write this one off just to because we didn't know how long this the stuff was the pandemic stuff was going to go on for so mm. originally at the beginning of the year i i just thought well we'll probably just put it out and just do another album uh now seems things have seem to be going back to normal we probably need to have a rethink and, and start you know trying to play some shows um but yeah a couple of things on the horizon but yeah i would actually just like to crack on and get something else out um wow. yeah well you're an artist it's uh always amusing to me when i talk to uh artists and band and so on uh during a cycle and the press area of a current release and mm. uh, inevitably there's always something else in the works because you're always moving forward exactly yeah we need to we need to it's very it's very easy to get um complacent i think especially uh when you're doing everything yourself and i think if we if we you know, get a date in you know i think we're looking at who we're going to record with and stuff like that and you know usually quite booked up Mm. um so we need to you know get something in gives us a deadline and then um it gives me something to look forward to during the winter that's cool that's cool then the last one for you and it's pretty simple what's a realistic goal then over the next 12 months that you would like to achieve i next 12 months i would I would love to play Arctangent Festival next. Oh year. wow, yeah. Yeah, I would love to do that. Um, and I would like to do a UK tour, um, whether it's something that we do as like a small tour headlining or whether we're supporting. Don't mind, but I do want to get back out there. Um, so if I can do, if we can do those two things as well as this uh, new EP that I'm thinking of, then I'll be quite happy, Bunny absolutely not impossible either it's realistic it's good to hear chris thank you so much for taking the time to do this it's been absolutely fascinating and uh, a real pleasure for me no worries thank you for having me thank you very much for watching you can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as on facebook instagram twitter and tumblr go to patreon to help us out over there that's patreon.com forward slash gbhbl as well as big cartel where you can find some of our merchandise We have a podcast running on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And of course, if you like this video, do us a favour, hit the subscribe button and help the channel grow. Games, horror and heavy metal, what else is life for?